for just about everything for the outdoors, go to MidwayUSA.com. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. All right, I am blue. You are bright and shiny in my mind. You got me loving, hating, crazy indecision in my mind. Welcome to the Fall Podcast, where the focus is on deer hunting, tips, tricks, tactics, and stories from across the Midwest. And now, here is your host, Aaron Blisey. Welcome to the Fall Podcast. I am your host, Aaron Blisey, and this is episode number 83. And if you guys can't tell from my voice, I am sick and I don't feel good. (laughs) No, I feel fine, but I'm sick. I got a lot of head pressure. Colds hit me pretty hard. And uh, I'm recording this from a hotel room in Iowa. Tomorrow is opening day for me in Iowa. And uh, the last couple days, Zach and I have uh, shot a short film. I've got Zach Sutherland on with me today. And he's our creative director at Russet Rooster. And uh, we've been shooting a short film. And we actually recorded this a couple days ago when we got into, got into Iowa. So today I'm, I'm doing, the, doing the intro for this. And... Uh, I'm going to pick up Casey today, later today, at the airport, and uh, him and I are going to be hunting Iowa the rest of the week. So, can't wait. He's going to be behind me over the shoulder for the for the first time in a while. But uh, roll reversal, I'm actually hunting, so it's going to be a lot of fun. Today, I, I like I said, I have Zach on, and you know Zach, he's a native from uh, Kentucky, and he is going after a couple big deer in Kentucky, and he actually went down for the opener. And went after him and uh, had some tough luck, but uh, you know he's gonna stay after it. He actually did lay eyes on on one of the deer and and uh, figured out a spot where the deer had moved and didn't really expect the deer to be there. So pretty cool little story. Hopefully we'll be able to uh, follow it until you know he has a conclusion on that. I'm hoping so, and hopefully it's a good conclusion. So I'm gonna keep this one short and sweet. But like I said. Uh, you know, you guys, uh, you're probably going to hear some coughs in this episode. I'm like hacking up a lung and uh, I'm just struggling over here. Got a runny nose, 
coughing and just struggling. But uh, it's a good episode. It's a shorter one, and just trying to get you guys an update. You know, it's it's fall. It's things are busy, and uh, you know we're hunting, and you know I'm excited. We're in Iowa, land of the giants, and we're hunting. So thanks for listening, and uh, hopefully you guys enjoy this one. All right, we are live. We are in a hotel room somewhere in the middle of, well, not in the middle. We're we're way west Iowa right now. <laughs> I can't even pronounce the the city. What, where are we at? Mondamon? Mondamon. Mondamon? I'm not sure. One of the two. So that uh, sultry southern draw that you hear on the other end of this is Zach Sutherland. We uh, just just rolled into town on our horse and buggy. We've been driving for ten and a half hours today, and as you can tell with my voice, I'm a little under the weather, sick, been coughing all day, and I th- I th- honestly think Iowa does it to me because Zach and I, have, we're coming out here, it's Friday, so we're recording this on Friday night. Tomorrow and Sunday, we're we're filming a short film, and then Casey's flying in on Monday when you guys will be listening to this, and uh, I'm hunting Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And the last time I was in Iowa filming Casey, I had the same the same cold, cough, everything. Like I'm just drinking severe Dayquil, like it's alcohol, and taking Airborns and vitamin C and cough drops to try to get this out of my system. But I just feel like it knows when the fall's here, you know. So, but today we're I got Zach on here, and we're gonna talk a little bit, a uh, little bit about his early season Kentucky hunt, and then we're gonna get into this upcoming week in Iowa and kind of expectations and everything. So, before we get started here, though, I, I want you to introduce yourself and let everybody know who you are and what you do and uh, why you're even here with me. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, Zach Sutherland, like uh, Aaron said. Uh, I am the creative director over at uh, Rusted Rooster Media. Uh, I've been in the outdoor industry for a while. Um, Worked for Risen Media, uh, helped produce Hallow Ground Outdoors, uh, Full Draw Adventures, and have worked with Sitka and Matthews quite a bit and uh, helped with some branding for a lot of companies. So AB and I are out here trying to knock out a short film and make the most out of our time and get him in a tree stand come october 1st i can't wait man there's a heavy cold front coming here this week in iowa and i'm super stoked about it it's supposed to be high at 80 on monday and then by wednesday it's supposed to be down of high as 60 so i mean that's a pretty big drop so zach has been you know chasing some pretty big deer this summer keeping a close eye on him he's, he's from kentucky stamping ground kentucky Right. Yep. Yep. Stamping Population ground. of about five hundred. Yep. Nice little small town. Big thoroughbred area. Right. Oh yeah. For horses. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Horses run everything yep. down there. So he's he's from Kentucky. He's moved up here. How long have you been at Rooster now? Uh, like seven months. Seven months. So yep. he's been at Rooster for seven months, yep. and he lives up here now. And glad to have him here for sure. But he's got a split time with, you know, doing work here. But then he's got to go back home to hunt too, and. Tell us a little bit about the deer that 
you've been chase or you know been been keeping a close eye on this summer yeah, to try sure. to get after the opener for sure so this season's pretty weird for me um this is pretty much my only year i've had where i'm not on the farm like 100 percent um living in michigan i'm not able to keep my eyes on everything as tight as i used to um but with that said, I also lost one of my main properties this year. And with that, um kind of trying to make do with what I have. And this summer, um kind of didn't have as high of hopes as what I thought or what I have in the past. And uh, ended up getting a deer, um, big mainframe 10-pointer. Um, big deer. Yeah, probably pushing... I don't know, I'd say 160 or so. Yeah. Uh, it might be bigger, but I'd say 160 uh, conservatively. And uh, anyway, I went down, uh, what was that, probably a month ago, um, the weekend before season opened on September 7th, and um, got new stand hung, um, looked at the extended forecast, had a north wind coming in, and my main set in that spot's for a south, so... Anyway, got a stand hung, um, decided to glass for a couple of days from a distance, and that 10 was doing the same thing every day. He was hopping the fence onto my property and um, walking right past the stand that I had just hung. And I had to leave to go to Mississippi for a shoot in the meantime before season opened, and get back with hopes that I'm going to shoot this deer open night and ended up seeing one doe at last light uh come to find out that once this deer shed he basically vanished and uh still to this day not really sure where he went um we have 800 to a thousand consecutive acres and have cameras all over it and he has not shown his face since he shed out on any of them but with that said, we have a, uh, a eight-pointer that's probably around the 140 range. And uh, after he shed, found out where he went, and it was about the last place I expected. So my parents live on our thoroughbred farm, and that's, uh, that's about the main place I'm hunting right now with me losing one of my pieces of ground. And that eight-point after he shed moved probably a half a mile and is uh, hanging out like 200 yards behind my parents' place. So kind of an odd spot for him. But hopefully that 10's going to show up back there. Uh, all the corn just got cut. So that is definitely going to help things. There's, uh, I don't know, I'd say pushing a 1,000 acres of corn like right around my place and all of it's cut. So all those deer should be funneling onto my uh onto my ground because we have a ton of food so so i guess going back you know in the summer when you discovered this these two deer yep now what, what's your game plan in the summer how do you how do you get intel i mean kentucky's a bait state so are you yep. are you throwing out corn are you you know yeah for sure so um i definitely do put out corn um not my the way I have noticed deer activity on corn, though, and on bait, every time they come into it, they're weary, and that is even if they come into the corn. 
uh, your maturity are usually hang back and let the does and fawns filter in and kind of see how they're acting before the maturity. Wow, can't talk tonight. <laughs> Jeez. Before uh, those mature deer come into the bait. But um, anyway, so during the summer, my main thing is just glassing from a distance because my main piece of ground now is primarily field. So, I mean, with those deer being weary coming into bait, I mean, there's a chance that they're not going to walk in front of that camera. Right. So me glassing from a distance is about the only way to have accurate intel on these bucks. So you're you're utilizing bait throughout the summer. And, you know, with you guys opening the first week of September all the time, you guys have a, a pretty good opportunity to, you know, kill a velvet deer. Yep. You know, have you ever killed a velvet deer? I have not. Um, I try to plan to every year, but usually I get tied into uh, – filming the first set of the year and that's usually about the best chance to kill one so <laughs> kind of takes the odds into other people's hands so right well and you know you thought you could get on this 10 did this 10 shed out before the opener this year or was he yeah still involved? so um when i checked cameras when i got back from mississippi um my eight uh, my eight and the ten um weren't on the camera past uh wednesday of that week and um i left on monday and um anyway um had no idea where they went i was just assuming that they shed out and then uh, i only had like three days to hunt down there and then the last day of my hunt checked that spot right behind my parents house and sure enough that eight had moved right back there so so, I'm assuming that that ten shed while I was gone, and so where where did he move? Like, is he going? Where was he before when you were getting all of his so, all the pictures? Yeah, so we have two big alfalfa fields, um, probably a total of thirty acres, right down on a pretty big creek, and uh, that's where they hang out all summer. Um, I mean, if they are still in velvet, come the opener, I mean, it's pretty much a sure thing to get one shot, but. Um, after he shed, he ended up moving, like I said, probably a half mile uh, to the north. Um, and to get there, I mean, he literally had to walk through a half mile of just open fields to get to the next section of timber. Is he going to that timber, though? Is that like a good bedding area or is that like a secluded spot? Like, why is he wanting to go over there? Um, that spot is not pressured at all. So um, those alfalfa fields where that creek is, there's a ton of public access to that. Okay. And people are kayaking and canoeing down it all the time. So, so he probably just got pressured out of yeah, it. Yeah. I guess. And you. I mean, that kind of tends to happen every year, and we haven't really known where the deer went. And we have, uh, back home at my parents' place, we have an alfalfa field back there, but I just, where it's so close to the house, I never thought that the deer would, like, move back there, you know? Right. Just because yep. it's an odd spot, and our neighbor's house i mean you can see it's 200 yards from my stand that i hung back there yep and these deer are just filtering right out into this alfalfa now but that spot back there isn't pressured at all i mean they cut hay off of uh the neighbor's property back there but i mean that's it and there's not a ton of human activity there yeah and there's a little section of timber that the deer just bedding up in and then filtering into our field i got you so as of like today 
are those two deer still alive right now, that eight and that ten? Uh, yeah, that eight is literally showing up every night at like seven o'clock. Um, I plan to be going back down on the fourth and try getting him shot if that ten doesn't show back up. Um, I'm assuming the ten is still alive. I know about everybody that hunts in my area, and that's definitely a deer that would be shared with about everybody. So, right. Well, good deal. You know, one thing that I do want to bring up is, you know, you're hunting early season in Kentucky. I mean, it's hotter than hell all the time in Kentucky, I feel like. Yes, it is. (laughs) But, you know, when you go down there and you're, you know, hunting the opener. Yep. I mean, it's in the 90s, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, Opening weekend this year, heat index was pushing 100. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, it was toasty. So... What are you doing with your scent control to even just keep a minute little bit of scent control? Because I feel like once it gets that hot, oh there yeah, is I no mean, scent there, control. No, you throw I mean, it right out the window. Yeah, I mean, there's like nothing you can do at that point. But, um, I mean, luckily this year, it's kind of unlike other years. We actually had wind this year, so that helped. Uh, usually it's pretty dang still this time of year. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, your thermals are freaking dropping right in on those deer when they come in in the evenings but um usually i mean i walk in and don't have my long sleeve shirt on i mean i have my t-shirt on trying to stay as cool as possible and um i mean this year i uh tried out some nose jammer just to uh see what that did for me boy does that smell good oh yeah it's like cologne oh yeah dude yeah just sprayed all over you but um Anyway, had a uh, pretty good success with that. Um, I mean, you can sit there and spray down a thousand times when you're in the tree, but you're continually sweating. So, I mean, it really doesn't do anything for you. I feel like, I mean, yeah. if you're, I mean, your clothes are drenched from sweat when it's a hundred degrees, regardless. So. Are you are you still keeping your clothes in like an airtight container? Yeah, I and all that. Stuff? I have an ozone bag that I keep all my clothes in. Yep. So, yep. How yep. much are you like? You know, let's say you go out for an evening hunt because you're probably not hunting mornings typically oh, no, early not, season. Not this time of year, no. So until it cools off. You know, let's say you go out and hunt an evening, and you just you know sweat to beat heck. Yep. Are you washing your clothes every night? Are you hanging them on the you know the the clothesline to dry out overnight? Like, what's your plan? So I'll usually leave my clothes out overnight, and then um, come the morning, I'll just spray them down with some scent killer yeah and then throw them back in my bag and they're usually pretty good to go for the next evening and then you're hitting them with some ozone in oh, the ozone yeah. bag or something oh yeah yeah for sure i got you for sure yep i just tend to stay away from washing my clothes a ton because i don't want it to deteriorate anything so. yep i got you yeah and that's something i mean even during the season too i mean you get october days that are really warm too and you i mean there's times where you sweat all the time oh you know? yeah and yep. it's just tough, and you got to be extra extra cautious of what you're doing and and taking care of your clothes and everything, just to stay on point and just try to stay one step ahead of those deer. So, oh yeah, definitely. So, what is your game plan going? You know, you're going to go back down on October fourth. Yep. And you got a good cold front coming too. I have a killer cold front coming in. So, um, what's your game I'll- plan right now? Thinking ahead before you go down there with the intel you have right now. Yep. Um, so looking at the weather, have a uh, 
really good cold front pushing through um, this coming Thursday. I don't even know what the date is. I think that's what, like the second? Does that sound right? Uh, no. No? That would be the third. Because the, the first is okay. that's Tuesday. Yep, right. And you will be hunting a stand in Iowa. I will. Yep. Um, yeah, so have a front pushing through on the third. Um, supposed to be 90 all week at home. And then this front's pushing through, and the highs are going to be topping out, like, right around 70. And um, looking at a north wind right now, mm-hmm. and um, that spot back behind my parents' place is uh, set up for the north wind. So my plan is just to slip in there Friday evening when I get back down and get the sucker killed. I mean, he's he's every night in there. So, I mean, there's times where he's pushing daylight a little yep. bit. But with this front pushing through, I think it's going to get him on his feet a little earlier. So you know that he's coming through there right now every day. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep. Um, I had one of my buddies just check the camera the other day, and, I mean, it is – like clockwork every night. I mean, it's within 15 minutes each other every day. So, so with that cold front coming, are you going to even mess around with morning hunting or are you going to keep it to no. an evening? No, I mean, where he's coming in in the evening, I'm not going to go in there and pressure it in the morning and just risk bumping him. Cause I mean, he's, he's on the edge of daylight every morning and I don't want to go in there and yep. bump him out when I think I can go in there in the evening and just get him killed and get out of there. So for sure. So, tell me this. You got the 8 yep. point and you got the 10 point both at 20 yards feeding. Which one are you killing? Oh, that 10's getting shot regardless. <laughs> Don't do that. Oh, oh no. That 10, that 10's <laughs> getting that. Yeah, he's just a, he's a big old deer for our area. He is a big deer. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I mean, a lot of the deer around where I'm at top out right around that 150 range. It's yep. just kind of genetics for there. So anytime you get anything over that, I mean, it, you're doing something pretty special. So, yep. Well, good deal, man. That's, I'm, I'm excited for you. Hopefully you can get in there and get something down and, and, uh, even just get a glimpse at him. Hopefully maybe make a, make a move on him and get him, get one of them killed. Yeah, for sure. I mean, opening weekend, I did end up seeing that eight, my last sit before I had to come back to the office. So. Yep. He locked up on me at a hundred yards, and I forgot about that. Yeah, just went back to bed. Yep, yep. So you I'm, stunk. I, yeah, I mean, it was, a, it, was a hun- you. it was a hundred degrees. I mean, there's nothing you can do. I mean, you can try doing everything you can, but I mean, it's a hundred, and I mean that night the wind was blowing like two mile an hour, so I was just screwed regardless. Oh man. Oh yeah. What do you do though? What yeah. do you do? You just gotta. Yeah. You know. Yep. I mean, there's nothing you can do at that point. Right. I mean, you've already stunk it up. You might as well sit there the rest of the night and you might get lucky, but for sure. Well, good deal. Like I said, man, I, I hope you, you get on them there. And oh, yeah, for sure. It's good. For I'm, sure. I'm I'm super pumped for this week, though. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I should be. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're hunting Iowa. I mean, what's there not to be excited about? Oh, man. I'm I'm jacked. You know, I've been talking to Chad. Chad's a... Chad's a guy that we hunt with down here, uh, Midwest Antler Company. Um, been a really good friend of Chris and Casey's for a long time and, you know, just kind of lets us take over a couple farms and when we draw tags. And I'm super pumped about it because he hasn't checked cameras in two months. He told me today on the drive here, he's he's like, he's been glassing from a distance yep. and, you know, keeping tabs on the pretty good, a couple pretty good bucks. 
and uh, but he has not checked cameras, and I'm I'm super pumped. So you know, you and I've got to shoot on Saturday and Sunday, and then I'm gonna drop you off at the Des Moines Airport. Oh, Des Moines on uh, Sunday. Yep, and I'm heading to Chad's, and I'm gonna glass Sunday night, and then Chad and I are gonna go. I'm gonna glass Monday morning, and then him and I are gonna go check cameras, do a quick camera check. It's supposed to be raining. On Monday yep. and Tuesday. Yep, that'll be a good chance to yeah. go in there where he hadn't been in there in a couple months. So. Yeah, get in there and hopefully the scent, you know, yep. doesn't wash away and we don't kick a lot of stuff around. And then I got to pick up Casey uh, midday back to Des Moines Airport, pick him up. And then Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, we are in a stand. And um, I'm excited. I mean... When or Tuesday the opener, there's eighty percent chance of rain right now. Um, no, I'm sorry, sixty percent chance of rain. But we do have some banks blinds on some food plots that we can get into, and that might be what we try to do first. Regardless, but, you need to be in a tree or yeah, something. I gotta get in a tree. I mean, you have Iowa tag. You need yeah, to put your time in. That's the thing. I got Iowa tag. I got four days in this first hunt, first hunt, and I don't know when I'm gonna be able to come back yet. Yeah. So. Get in there and, and try to get one killed. And, you know, you were asking me today on the drive up here what uh, what my what my criteria was going to be, like mm-hmm. if I'm going to hold out or, yep. you know, what I'm going to do. Um, you know, it, and I was kind of explaining that I've got an Iowa tag. i got a Kansas archery tag. Casey's got a Kansas archery tag. So I'm not going to be too picky, but, you know, my biggest deer is – 130 inch deer so i would really like to 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 get something a little bigger than that oh know? yeah for sure a four-year-old sure. you know usually and yeah try to kill something you know 130 plus yep so if, if something comes in like that and you know good light good good uh good to go oh yeah oh uh, yeah she's gonna eat i'm gonna i'm gonna throw a throw a ram cat through it i think oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah oh, but yeah. uh i'm excited no it's Hopefully we get a chance to see some deer. Like I said, that cold front's coming through, and it should have deer up and moving. I mean, the mornings are supposed to be 40 degrees, and it's only supposed to be getting up to 60, 64, 65, somewhere around there as highs. So four days, getting a stand, get it done, and hopefully it works out. I mean, it's supposed to be, I think it's going to be like overcast, like kind of dreary all Mm -hmm. week, but... Yeah. I'm good with it. I like. I don't mind hunting in the rain. Oh yeah. Because what's the moon phase looking like? Uh, moon's actually looking good. So there's a full moon on the twelfth, and the uh, I have a moon guide, and the the peak movement times on Tuesday. The peak movement time is three twenty five. On Wednesday, it moves up to just after four o'clock, I believe. Yep. And then. You know, Thursday, it's like a little after 5, and then Friday, it's like right there at prime time. So peak movement times, if if you guys are out there that, you know, do look at the moon phase and everything, that's something I do look at. It's nothing I don't really, if it's not a good moon, it's not something I'm like, I'm not going to go hunt. Yeah, for you know? sure. But it is for something sure. I just like to look at. Yeah, definitely. So everything's good, or, you know, everything's looking good that way. Yep. And so I'm, I'm, I'm excited about that. So what are your plans in the morning since it's so early in the year? Hunting. <laughs> I am hunting. Well, a couple hunting. a couple reasons. If this cold front that's coming and yep. it's going to be 40 degrees in the morning, for yep. sure. Yep. But if it was like, 
I mean, if we're talking 80 degrees, you know, mid-70s to 80-degree mornings, I probably wouldn't push in. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Are you just planning on hunting timber, catching them, going back to bed? Or? I think so. We actually have a couple spots that you look at that they're on the edge of fields, but the en- the entry to them is so bulletproof that you can get into them and not spook anything out of the fields. Yep. So in the, there's one spot Casey and I hunted last or two years ago. Sorry, when he was here, and uh, we shot a good eight. And they're in the morning. And uh, like I said, it's one of those spots, you know, from uh, aerial view that you look at and you're like, there's no way you're going to get in that in the morning. Mm-hmm. And you get in there and it starts cracking day, and there's just deer all over the field, you really? know, filtering back through the bedding or too bad, you know. And it's like, holy cow! Like. You oh know. yeah, for sure. So that might be an option, but yeah, typically timber, yeah. you know, transition zones. Yeah, definitely. And getting in early and and trying to beat them. Oh, I, yeah. I, I think it's so hard to beat a buck back to bed. Yeah, it's so hard. Yep. You got to yep. get in really, really early. But I mean, it can be done, and we'll see what happens. But yeah, hunting, hunting hard for four days. We'll oh see yeah, what happens. Good thing this time of year these deer haven't been pressured at all. Not so. at all, man. Yep. They're still on, still in groups a little bit right now. Mm-hmm. And once, uh, once I get over there Sunday and start glassing, we'll start laying some eyes on some bucks and and really see what they're doing too. Oh yeah, get a game plan and get one shot. Yeah, so I mean that's that's game plan. But we just want to get on here today, you know, for about thirty minutes or so, and just kind of do a little update and let you guys know what what we're doing, what we're up to. Chris and uh, Adam are actually in Ohio. JB's actually there too, and uh, Cody's going down there as well. And Keegan will be meeting them. So we got a full crew in Ohio. A lot of bucks. Oh yeah, in daylight right now. A lot on of the them. Ohio farm. A lot. I of mean, them. I think there is like seven shooter bucks in daylight right now. Oh yeah. And I we just got done talking to Chris and Adam on the phone, and they are jacked. Tomorrow, Saturday. This is Friday, but Saturday. Um, Starts Ohio season and he's jacked. He's uh, he's gonna get in the stand. And I, I'm gonna bet you one of those boys is gonna kill one within the first three days. Oh yeah, they With should as definitely much movement daylight movements going on right they now. They should have an opportunity to say the least. Yeah, the only thing that they do not have go have going for them is the temperature. Yeah, the temp's gonna be in like the 80s. Yeah, that so. front isn't gonna be through there yet nope. by the time they're nope. done. So. We're hitting the front. Casey and I are hitting the front here in Iowa, like perfect. Oh yeah, and it's it's a couple days for them. Yeah, because I think the front is going to hit Ohio on Wednesday. Yeah, it should be right around when it's hitting back home in yep. Kentucky for me. Yep. yep. So good luck to those boys for sure. And like I said, first couple days, I think they're going to have an op- one of them is going to have an opportunity. So we'll keep you guys posted, and uh, you know, hopefully, you know, when Casey gets here. Maybe jump on a podcast with him and maybe get one up if we have some time in camp, you know, in Iowa this week and get one up for you guys and just kind of give you an update and and uh, and let you guys know what's going on. So, yeah, and uh, thanks, everybody, for listening, and hopefully everybody has a great opening day and hopefully everybody has a good season. So good luck to everybody out there. And, Zach, thanks for coming on, man. Yeah, Appreciate man. It. Appreciate you. We'll have to do it again when you uh, get one of those, that eight or ten down. Oh, yeah. Next week, maybe. Should be next weekend. <laughs> I'm going to hold you to it. Oh, yeah. Now I'm shooting him if he steps out, so we'll for, see. For sure. Hey, if everybody could go over to iTunes and leave a five-star rating and leave some feedback, would be 
greatly appreciated. So thanks, everybody, for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you next week.